It is the biggest threat facing the world, and humans are to blame. Within the next 30 years, ecosystems will collapse. Regions that are unable to provide cool environments will become unlivable, displacing over a billion people. Water availability will drop sharply and will affect about 2 billion people worldwide. Agriculture will become but a distant memory. I am, of course, talking about climate change. Hi, my name is Thomas, and this is Let's Talk About, a weekly podcast where I talk about things, things I like, things going on in the world, and things I want to learn more about. This week, I'm talking about climate change, how it affects us now, how will it affect us in the future, and what we can do to slow it down. So, how do we know that climate change is a thing? Well, the Earth goes through periods of climate change naturally. In the last 650,000 years, there have been seven different periods of glacial movement, with the last one ending approximately 7,000 years ago. This marked the start of the modern climate that we experience now. Up until recently, the change in climate has been due to minute shifts in Earth's orbit that change the amount of sun our planet receives. But the recent changes in climate have also been caused with 95% certainty by human activity since the 1950s, and is accelerated at a rate unheard of in the millennia before us. To put that into perspective, if the entire history of planet Earth from start to now was put into a year, humans would not appear until 1159.59 on New Year's Eve. In that time, starting in April, approximately every 3.5 hours, the Earth's orbit would shift. In less than the one second that humans have existed, we have caused nearly the same amount of climate change that the Earth's orbit would have naturally caused in three and a half hours. So let's talk about some evidence for climate change. Since the late 19th century, the Earth's average temperature has risen 0.9 degrees Celsius, or 1.62 degrees Fahrenheit. This is due largely in part to the fact that the carbon dioxide and other gases trap heat, an increased presence which comes from the emission of cars and other gas-burning machines. Five of the warmest years on record have occurred since 2010. 2016 was the hottest year on record, with eight of the 12 months being the hottest on record for their respective months. Ocean temperatures are rising and have absorbed a large portion of the heat increase with the top 700 meters showing a warmth of 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about a quarter of the entire change in temperature. On top of both of these two pieces of evidence, one of the biggest and most evident is the shrinking ice sheets. In the years between 1993 and 2016, Greenland lost approximately 286 billion tons of ice per year, while Antarctica lost 127 billion tons of ice in the same time span, but their losses tripled in the past decade. So you may be thinking to yourself, 2 degrees Fahrenheit, that isn't a lot, but to put that into perspective, that has only been an increase in less than a century. Earth's climate is recorded in the nature around us. Tree rings, ice cores, and reefs prove that the Earth's climate is stable across thousands of years, and climate only shifts when there are huge changes in nature, such as an ice age. Here's the scary thing, though. In the last ice age, which ended almost 12,000 years ago, when the United States was covered in 3,000 feet of ice, the average temperatures were only 5 to 9 degrees colder than they are today. So, what does climate change mean for our planet and future? Well, right now it means a few things, and some of them are already observable. Glaciers have shrunk, ice on rivers and lakes are melting faster, plants and animals have had to shift habitats, and trees are flowering sooner. But there are also effects that we can't see directly. Loss of sea ice, higher sea levels, and longer heat waves are constantly affecting the world now. 
Global temperatures are predicted to rise continuously over the next few decades, which will be a direct correlation with the high level of greenhouse gases being output from humans. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or the IPCC, predicted over the next century, the Earth's temperature will rise another 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit, which in total will be almost the same temperature change that it took nature 12,000 years to do. But let's talk what this means properly for the future. A paper was just published in May by David Spratt and Ian Dunlop titled Existential Climate-Related Security Risk, A Scenario Approach. The paper discusses climate change and what could possibly happen within the next 30 years if we don't start changing our ways. I'll give you a brief synopsis of the 2050 scenario. The first thing that needs to be discussed, the Paris Agreement will not peak until 2030. By the year 2030, it will be guaranteed that there will be another warming of 3 degrees. In order to have any chance of keeping that warming below 2 degrees, we would have to create a zero-emission society by 2030. If we do not create a zero-emission society by 2030, then emissions will reach a peak and will lead to a warming of 2.4 degrees by the year 2050. If by the year 2050, things don't change, we would be looking at a loss of the West Antarctic ice sheet. There will be a loss of permafrost and a large-scale Amazon drought. Along with other effects, the impacts would be devastating. Ecosystems would collapse, coral reefs, the Amazon rainforest, and the Arctic. Billions of people would be relocated to other countries. Or for those that couldn't afford to move, they would die. Agriculture would be nearly impossible in certain regions, and society as we know it would cease to exist. Guys, that is 30 years that we have to stop climate change. 20 years to create a zero-emission society. In 30 years, I will be 52 years old. I want to have kids, and I want my kids to grow up in a world that isn't dying. So, what can we do to stop it? Renewable energy. One of the best ways to fight climate change is by using renewable energy. Solar, wind, and water are the best options that we have. They can be expensive to start out, but in the long run will be worth it. Not just for your wallet, but for the world as well. Solar power is the most accessible version of renewable energy. There are three ways to harness solar power. Photovoltaics, solar heating and cooling, and concentrating solar power. Photovoltaics generate energy directly from sunlight. They can be used to power anything from a flashlight to an industrial building. Solar heating and cooling and concentrating solar power both use a key to the sun to provide heat or run turbines. Invest in renewable energy. Instead of just purchasing solar panels, invest in a newer and greener future. Go in your community and find out what you can do to help out. If you can afford it, invest in a startup. Saving the planet will be worth it. Buy reusable products. Go out and buy a metal straw. Go out and buy a reusable water bottle. Both of these things can save thousands and thousands of pounds of plastic from going into the water and environment every year. And last but not least, go out and vote. People around the world are dying to have the opportunities that you have, so don't waste them. Go out and vote for a sustainable future, a government that believes in climate change, and one that is an actual plan for saving the world. Before we wrap up, I want to recommend the book Seeds of Hope, Wisdom and Wonder from the World of Plants by Jane Goodall. I had the privilege of attending a lecture by her a few months back, and it was absolutely captivating. If you have any interest in nature and want to learn more about the important part that trees and plants play in our world, it's a great read. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, wherever you find your podcast. It makes people easier to find me. My name is Thomas, and this has been Let's Talk About.